Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gaze. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. And I'm Charles Rogers. Happy Life Day, everybody. Happy Life Day, everyone. It is December 24th as we come into this episode. Bradley, uh, I know we are pre-recording this several days in advance. What are you doing today, the 24th? Today, uh, it is the 24th, today, right now. Um, and right I now, have, as you're listening to this. I have woken up, uh, gotten ready to go to my parents' house for dinner. Uh, I'm actually driving there right now. I'm not actually recording a podcast in the, uh, in the past. I am uh, driving and I'm going to Definitely. see them. <laughs> What are you doing am, on this day? Uh, I am off of work. Uh, I am alone in town. Everyone, most people yes. are gone. Uh, mm. I am going to a private, all vaccinated, masks on, private theater screening of No Way Home later tonight. Uh. I thought you were uh, going to say the holiday special. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa. I mean, if I had my way, right, if I had my way, I would be seeing the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, the original one with the, the original one. No, of, of course, of course. But no, I, yeah, I think this is going to be the new holiday special is No Way Home. I think for everybody. This is the, the Spider-Man No Way Home is the new Star Wars movie. This is Kevin Feige's secret Star Wars movie that he's been producing. Well, I can tell you, as of today, I've already seen the movie, um, and it was great. Uh, (laughs) It was amazing. Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire all make out. It's amazing. You guys are going to love it. Oh, wonderful. You know, all all (laughs) I've wanted is to see... Andrew Garfield and and Tobey Maguire fight over Tom Holland, like two tops fighting over a bottom. Perfect, perfect. It's it's the movie that I truly wanted to see, and I'm so glad that Kevin Feige is providing this for (laughs) us. Also, Willem Dafoe is there for some reason. For some reason. Uh, I'm not going to complain. Willem Dafoe is strangely attractive in a weird way. We won't unpack. We don't have time to unpack that. This is a bonus Of course not. Let's talk about the Star Wars Lego holiday special <laughs> before I reveal too much about my uh, yes. thoughts that I might have about uh, older <laughs> older men actors. Lego holiday special. I mean, just right off the bat, we'll just go with our usual thing. Uh, Bradley, regarding the, the Lego holiday special, what was one thing you liked and one thing you didn't? Um, one thing I loved was... God, actually, I kind of have two things that I liked, and but I'll stick with one. What the one main thing that I love, 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 love about this holiday special, this Lego holiday special, is um, Palpatine. I think he's so funny. Like in a, I, I, I can only compare it to the robot chicken version of Palpatine. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of that. Just obviously not as crass. You know, I'm sure, right. as the, you know, as the robot chicken one is, but he's so funny in this. I don't know why. He's such a camp archetype just yeah. in general. When you translate him over to this and just dial that up to 11, mm-hmm. it works so well. I really like it. 
Trevor Duvall is the gentleman who voices Emperor Palpatine, who also voiced him in Terrifying Tales. So it's the same guy. Same guy. Voicing him. I like that. And I I think he's funny. He is campy. It reminds me a lot of the other character from Terrifying Tales, um, the Sith uh, uh, guy. I forget his name. Vanay. Vanay, right. Vanay. It's like that same kind of evil campy you know person who's just like so ridiculous and so evil like that evil is everything (laughs) yeah Yeah, i am the villain right i love that um but that was the one thing i i liked about it the one thing i didn't like um i don't know i think i think it actually i don't think there's really anything wrong with the holiday special i think because it's just so ridiculous that it doesn't matter like it's fine like i think that's why it's good like so i I don't really have any problems i don't there's nothing that i really didn't like yeah i would struggle like if i was going to legitimately pick one thing to dislike but i really can't i really can't because for the longest time i was like oh the party subplot is so disconnected from the ray subplot and then it's yoda pulls his it's a wonderful life bullshit Mm-hmm. and like suddenly it is connected <laughs> yeah. like I'm looking at your going I mean the thing that I really loved about it was it, it's super funny yeah like it seems like such a basic thing but it's consistently funny all the time right I'm sitting at work watching it to prep for recording this episode and I'm just sitting here with <laughs> trying to hold in my laughter right like uh but also, one thing that really shocked me was how good the lightsaber fights in it are. I own Legos. I own a lot of Legos. I've been collecting Legos since 1999. I have a lot of Star Wars Legos. A lot of them. Right. This is the kind of shit that I would have pulled in the early aughts when I was still young enough to set them up a lot. Like, I still set up Lego battles because I didn't invest thousands of dollars in Legos to not have giant Lego battles occasionally. (laughs) But this is the kind of thing that when I was a kid, I would have done. Hmm. Like, it's this barely justified sort of let's just throw all the... Literally, the bit where they all come out of the portal onto Tatooine is like, this is exactly what... This is like dumping Legos out of the box. Right. And then setting them up to do this fight. I loved it. It's... And then the, like, Rey versus Darth Vader and Luke versus Kylo Ren. These are some genuinely unironic, awesome lightsaber tools. <laughs> right. And then you have Rey, or uh, BB-8, when Kylo Ren is approaching with the lightsaber and BB-8, like, flicks out the lighter. And I was like, that is so fucking cool. I mean, here's the thing. I think, well, one, they are just having fun with it, right? Like, it's, it's a lot of fun. But what I... Right. I, I've ever realized what I don't like about this. What I don't like is that the Lego holiday special is some super smart kids fantasy of how the rise of Skywalker should have finished. Oh my and God. I was going to bring like this that. up. I was going to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking the Lego Star Wars holiday special does things like Ray training Finn. And I'm like, where were you last movie? Yeah, it's like, this is like an unofficial fourth You can do it now, but where was this last movie, guys? Right. 
I liked that it was equal opportunity in taking its jabs. Like it took jabs at all the eras. Mm-hmm. My favorite gag, my favorite joke probably is the bit where Kylo Ren is like, yeah, he threw you down a reactor shaft. And there's no coming back from that. Right. It's very self-aware. It's very, <laughs> very self-aware. Very self-aware. It. Which I love it when Star Wars comedy likes that get self-aware without being vicious. Mm-hmm. Like there is one line that's like, this is the worst thing since Jar Jar's Senate speech. And I'm going to roll my eyes a little bit because I'm like, right. that's a little mean. There were very few jokes that didn't land. And that was one of them. Yeah, that felt like something that was in there kind of like for older fans like you yeah, can make like, fun yeah. of the prequels without doing it in such a way that just feels like you're bashing on them like, I just you know I'm anti making fun of Jar Jar so I just you know any kind of joke like it just it's uncalled for okay the Jar Jar jokes the thing with the Jar Jar jokes is that they feel a lot harsher in hindsight one because they were driven the fuck home if you're listening to this yeah and you did not grow up in the prequel era, it was nothing but jokes for that era and then for years afterwards. It was nothing but just vicious, savage mockery of this character. And learning what Ahmad Best went through, the fact that they're still throwing those jokes in there occasionally Mm kind of makes me go, eh... And like sometimes it's done really well, like in the Clone Wars when they, there's that whole episode and C-3PO is basically a stand-in for OT fans that didn't like Jar Jar, mm-hmm. the Bomb Bad Jedi episode. And there's sometimes I'm like, mm. like Aftermath, it took me a long time to understand why the Jar Jar stuff in Aftermath was worked for me. Like for mm-hmm. a long time, I didn't think it worked. And I realized the whole thing of everybody hates him, but children love him. And he's just happy to bring joy to children. That was a thing that I was like, okay, I, I see what Chuck Wendig was doing there. Like he was commenting on it that way. Well, hashtag justice for Jar Jar. So hashtag justice for Jar Jar. <laughs> I, I want to bring up, before we get too far ahead, I, I want to bring up the voice cast. Okay. Uh, speaking of Trevor Duvall, who plays Emperor Palpatine. We're not going to go through the whole voice cast because it's pretty star-studded, honestly, as far as Star Wars voice actors go. But I just want to read up a few of these for you, Bradley. We're going to have you... Did you do any reading on these beforehand or is this going to be a blind react? Blind react. Blind react. Let's go. So notable ones. uh, We obviously have Anthony Daniels as the voice of C-3PO. Classic. Uh, We have Billy D. Williams reprising his role as Lando Calrissian. Perfect. Uh, we have uh, absolute goddess Kelly Marie Tran uh, returning to voice Rose Tico. Interesting. Uh, we love that. Please collect, keep collecting your checks from Disney. You <laughs> yeah. have earned as many of them as you want. Exactly. At this point. We love to see her in things. Our, our old friend, D. Bradley Baker, <laughs> voices hmm. the clone troopers in that one sequence. Gotcha. Obviously, also the voice of also the this might surprise you, but he also voiced Max Rebo. Hmm. I mean, I guess he doesn't really speak in the original, so of course, who else would voice him? But (laughs) of course, but D. Bradley Baker, (laughs) right? Uh, that is James Arnold Taylor as Obi Wan Kenobi and Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker. Love that. 
reprising their roles. We have Matthew Wood voicing two characters. Okay. I'm going to tell you, one of them is a droid and one of them is a villain. And I want you to guess who Matthew Wood voices in this. They're both sequel era characters. So who do you think Matthew Wood played in this? Oh, sequel era? Sequel era characters. Okay. I was going to say, is he the gonk droid or something? (laughs) Not the gonk droid. Um, okay, let's see. Sequel, sequel, sequel. Um, droid-wise, who am I missing? Um, sequel era, there's BB-8, there's bb 90 Oh, Dio. Yes. So one oh. of them is Dio. Okay. Matthew Wood voices Dio, uh, who, side note, uh, fucking hilarious and amazing in this. Who <laughs> Who is the sequel era villain that Matthew Wood voiced? And here's another hint. He voiced the same character in Star Wars Resistance. Uh, well... That's not a good hint because I don't like Resistance, nor have I really. And that's your fucking problem, and I don't care. If you'd watched Resistance, you would know. Who do we think Matthew Wood provided the the villain voice for? Villains in Resistance. Um, Well, it can't be Phasma because obviously. That was Gwendolyn Christie. (laughs) Yep. Um, uh, Goldar doesn't show up in this one, does he? Um, uh, <laughs> oh no you mean commander pyre no he does not no. show up in this Dang one it. how many more villains are there in resistance it's really obvious I- i'm gonna tell you who matthew wood voices and it's okay really, tell me really, okay he is the voice of kylo ren oh well i wasn't going that i wasn't trying to go there i was trying to go for like yeah. a, obviously a different co- okay interesting uh, uh some other quick notable that's uh that's matthew that's matt sloan providing the voice of darth vader uh you remember i i told you a little bit about him back in our terrifying tales episode he was chad vader on chad Uh, vader Mm -hmm. uh and lucasfilm basically like that took off and then lucasfilm was like here voice him in the force unleashed and also everything else uh so he basically does the darth vader voice when james earl jones doesn't uh and then finally uh i just want to point out that that is Tom Kane as the voice of Qui-Gon Jinn and Yoda, uh, also known as Yularen and Yoda from uh, Clone Wars. And sadly, right. this he has had to retire from voice acting hmm. after suffering a stroke, uh, which is deeply unfortunate, uh, but he voiced a lot of characters through Clone Wars and beyond through Star Wars. So this was... Right one of the performances he did was he's actually the voice of he's reprising the voice of yoda just a absolutely killer cast yeah oh you want to hear a fun fact about him though uh i don't know if this is accurate or not but i'm looking at his like credits and apparently the last thing he did that is technically coming out or will come out is your favorite thing to talk about that i don't really care too much about but you tell me all the time and it's relevant in this conversation because it has to do with legos is the lego star wars the skywalker saga voice video game something oh shit so he oh, does I a didn't... couple voices oh. in there see i'm looking forward to that even more now <laughs> i'm looking forward to i've told bradley that that we're going on like a, a two, three week hiatus when that game comes out. I'm taking time <laughs> off work. Uh, you will not see me. You will not hear from me. I will not exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one more person that I looked at and I was like, oh, I can't believe that I forgot to mention her. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm 
And that is Gray Griffin, who provides mm-hmm. the voice for Maz Kanata. And she is most famous for uh, voicing. Do, 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 do. I want to double 100% check and make sure she voices who I thought she voices. Yes, she was the voice of Azula oh. in Avatar The Last Airbender. So that is Azula voicing Maz Kanata, apparently. That's so strange that they... She has a lot of animation voices. I I believe I incorrectly credited her with voicing Asajj Ventures in Clone Wars at one point. Mm. But no, that was uh, Nina Futterman. Gotcha. Yeah, it is, it is interesting that... Um they chose certain voices in this that weren't the quote unquote OG actors or the people who portray them in the movies. Cause you feel like that would be such an easy get, but it's interesting that they switched them around. You know, voice acting for animation and acting mm-hmm. are two very different things. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand about voice acting. Right. Uh, I'm sure Steph could probably elaborate on this with a great deal of detail. But from what I understand, I can't tell you the technicals of why it is the way it is, but voice acting and like film acting and theater acting are different disciplines. And not everybody who does regular acting is going to come across very well in voice acting. Like Peter Dinklage is fucking amazing in everything he's in. But he got a lot of criticism for how flat his voice acting stuff in Destiny was. Mm, that makes sense. And so there's the, you run into an issue when you cast the same person. Sometimes they do a really good job. Right. But oftentimes it's better to get like a voice actor to do it. Just because they have the necessary training to actually do it well. And some and- people can do both. You know, there's right. plenty of people that can do both. But a lot of times when you see somebody that was replaced, it's not an indictment on the original actor. It's just a voice actor is going to be able to lend a richer quality to the work. And I, I don't mean to like be random and uh, switch topics, but it's... Oh, uh, by all means, be random. <laughs> um, it's still on the terms of voice acting. Um, so Gray Griffin, like you said, and um, Tom, they, uh, they both... I'm looking at their credits... And randomly, they both have currently on IMDb uh, as on the top of their thing as Star Wars detours um, in post-production. And it's like indefinitely in post-production on both of their thing. <laughs> chances like, are good. There are certain voice actors that chances are good if you watch a show. They have voiced something in it. Like Greg Griffin is in The Bad Batch as citizen number one. right like tom kane is in fucking everything d bradley baker is in fucking everything Corey burton's in fucking everything like chances are good if you watch a thing these people are going to be in it somewhere like i'm literally scrolling through gray griffin's page right now and just landing on like the owl house which side note that i have now caught up on the owl house you should all go watch it it's very good yeah but like there's these voice actors that they just show up in everything and they really got like their a game just a game voice actors like the ones i didn't mention the ones for ray and finn and han and all that still really fucking good i will say the girl who does um ray 
I will say Helen does Sadler. a good job. Yeah, because the first time I watched this, I was tricked. She's I major thought, fucking Anry. Yeah. Sorry, I I stopped playing. Is. I've stopped playing Star Wars: The Old Republic because I have severe issues with the battle pass system that they've implemented. Mm-hmm. I also don't find the game to be particularly fun at this point. Uh, but Major Anry is a new major character that's popped up, mm. and she is pretty neat. And I didn't realize that's Helen Sadler. Let's see what else she's done. Researching this live on the air, she was Jin Erso in Forces of Destiny. Uh, she had some unspecified roles in Star Wars Battlefront 2. She has voiced a lot of Star Wars stuff, it looks like. the you know, I'm going to ask as far as 2015. 2011, she was voicing Commander Anry. Oh, I guess she must have shown up sooner. I need to double check this. Yeah, but she's been in a lot of Star Wars stuff. Hmm. Yeah, though, I was tricked, too. When I first listened to that, I thought it was Daisy Ridley. Yeah, I, it's pretty good. It's pretty spot on. I was like, oh. I, I could have sworn that was her. So good on you. And one thing, changing it off voice acting. One other thing that I want to bring up that is like, good on you. The level of detail in the Lego models, it, particularly when they get up close, I was watching on my phone, on my phone. And I was still blown away by like, you can see the sort of weathering on them. The skin looks, the skin ones look a little bit different than like some of the other ones. Just the level of detail on these is so good. And it's little things that you'd never notice, but it makes it scuff marks or like little whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it makes it feel like somebody playing with their Lego toys. Jumping back to life day. um, I, I need to bring up the fact that the Lego holiday special does the only brave thing that no other star Wars, uh, creators or content people are brave enough to do and that's bring back chewbacca's fucking family well actually <laughs> uh they have popped up uh most notably in aftermath uh lumpawaru lump lumpawaru who is his son who is going by waru in that book uh because he's a teenager in Wookiee years uh it doesn't want to be called lumpy anymore he shows up they've popped up a few times mala and itchy i think have gotten canon mem- mentions but yeah i think this might be one of the few times we actually see their fam that his family yeah and i'm like why don't i mean i get like the the jokiness of it like ha 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 he has like a family like it's from the original holiday special so that's why they did it but like at the same time i'm like if this is any indication because i know that the lego universe doesn't necessarily coincide with the movie universe but let's just pause for a second and believe that it does that means that somewhere out there that itchy and lumpy and mala are all just chilling at home on kashik like and chivaka's out here having adventures with ray and i'm like go home and see your kid god damn <laughs> well somebody i listen to so many podcasts star wars podcasts and i apologize because i don't remember which one brought this up for the life of me i can't remember which one brought this up i'm so sorry whoever you are but one of them raised the point that Han Solo is basically like, because Wookiees live for so long, Mm -hmm. like they live for several hundred years. Han Solo is basically like a dog that Chewbacca keeps for a couple of years. Right. Like hanging out with Han Solo for 30 years is nothing, like nothing at all. That's true. In Aftermath, when they liberate Kashyyyk, Chewie actually parts ways with Han. Like Han goes off to raise his kid. Chewie goes to help his planet. 
after Ben Solo falls to the dark side, Chewie kind of comes back. So I feel like for Han, it's like, oh, this Wookiee's going to be here for the next 20 years. For Chewie, it's like, hey, guys, I'm going to go hang out with the dog at the park for, like, a weekend. I'll be back. Be back. So for Ray, it's probably like, oh, I'm, no, I'm just off, uh, I gotta take care of, like, a fucking kid or whatever. Uh, there's, like, a puppy, I have to make sure it gets to a good home, you know, it'll just be another, like, day or two, and I'll be right back. So maybe, gonna... I was gonna say, maybe moving forward, uh, maybe Grogu and Lumpy can team up together in a buddy comedy moving forward, that'll be, like, uh, the next holiday special. I would be 110% okay with uh, Waru being and more stuff and showing up in like the Mandalorian cinematic <laughs> universe stuff. I I vaguely thought that maybe Lumpy like became a, a Jedi mm-hmm. in Legends, but I've just checked his Wikipedia page while we're on the air. Yeah. And it doesn't look like that was the case. I think uh, I'm confusing him with another Wookiee Jedi. The one from the Clone Wars? Uh, no, I think there was another one that showed up. Oh. I and, like to pretend. Or that I could the, just be remembering. Is... You know, I could have just made that up as a kid because I liked the idea of a Wookiee Jedi so much. Oh. Like genuinely, I may just be misremembering that. I just like to pretend that the Wookiee child Padawan or whatever from the Clone Wars episode where they all make their lightsabers. I just like to pretend that that's Chewbacca's kid and just call it a day. Like, just be like, that was his kid. Like, Yeah, that guy's name is like Gorgi or something. I mean, I know it's super racist for me to think that that's his kid, but like, it's... Right, all Wookiees do not look (laughs) the same, Bradley. (laughs) Well, I was going to say more that they're all related, but... (laughs) They're not. Mm. <laughs> Buryaga turns out to be like Chewbacca's cousin or something. Or, or Buryaga is Itchy. And Itchy is just Buryaga retired living under an assumed name. You have no idea who the fuck Buryaga is. So. Because, you know, they have children's books with lots of pretty pictures. Starring Buryaga, the, the Wookiee Jedi that you could write. Is that even too many words for you, Bradley? Speaking of legends, I want to bring up a thing that I, I'll i be very curious if anyone else talks about this when they talk about the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Bradley, have you ever heard the term flow walking before? No. Flow walking, you want to hazard a guess what flow walking is? When you walk with a flowy attitude uh so you're close okay i will now quote from the wiki from the wikipedia article on flow walking from legends flow walking was a rare force power used by the angti monks it was taught to jason solo by the angti allowing him to view the past and future When one used flow walking, they could alter the past and thereby change the course of the future. This power was used with great cautions because it had very few limitations on it. So flow walking was a thing in Legends. Right. Like the whole time travel thing is ridiculous in this, but I need to be 100% clear. This happened in Legends. Right, this is not a first. (laughs) This was a plot point. 
Uh, in Legacy of the Force, uh, when Jason Solo, basically, he was trying to turn Ben Skywalker, uh, Luke's son and my teen crush, to the dark side. And Ben Skywalker is like, actually, I want fucking nothing to do with it. He went and found this new, like, apprentice. And one way that he got her to, like, fall to the dark side was he, like, taught her to flow walk and brought her back in time to see uh, Anakin Solo, who is his brother, but also her boyfriend before he died. And, like, it was this whole thing. Again, we don't release these video recordings, so I, I want to try to describe Bradley's face as I talk about this. Uh, his eyes are mostly closed. Uh. His jaw is somehow slack, but the edges are curved up to where he's laughing in his brain, but his brain isn't sending the signals to his throat to actually do the laugh. And he's wow. staring with his head tilted at about a five-degree angle, perfectly like still as i describe what flow walking is you lost me at anakin solo okay i think that's where you that, lost me wait wait hold on so so the time travel oh that's easy I can, 19 I can get months yeah jason solo and ben skywalker you were all fine with but the second i bring up anakin solo like you're done I just, there's something about like, it's not a very creative naming convention when all you're doing is just taking your father's first name and your grandfather's first name and then your mom's brother's first name. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, why did they do that? Well, they couldn't come up with original names for all these people. Like, Jason is the only one. No, it was EU novels. It was EU novels. Well, Jason is named after, uh, I think, Timothy Zahn's like family friend's kid or something. Right, but at least it's an original okay. name. At least like, it's an original. <laughs> well, also fun fact, uh, Jason Sindula is named after Jason Solo. Right, and that's that's a fun little nod, and I like that. But yeah. I don't like it when it's, let's just add Solo to the end of a name. Like, let's add God. Anakin to the front of a name. <laughs> like, I'm just realizing now, just realizing, after doing that whole segment, I could have framed that as a, is this Legends or did I just make this up? You really could have. I really could have stolen RuPalp's Padres entire shtick and done a, is this Legends or did I just make it up? But no, I blew that because I had to see your face as I explained to you what flow walking is. And you could have totally done that too. You could have been like, hey, so I'm going to say something and you have to guess whether or not. Guess <laughs> whether or not wow. I, am, I am reading it from the page Oh my goodness. Or whether or not I just made it up. Lord have mercy. Yep. This is oh man, I'm just realizing after the, if we'd planned this episode instead of just great. doing it off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, but my overarching point is that the whole time travel thing and world between worlds, like the whole idea of going back to the past and altering it, that was yeah. a thing in the EU. Hmm. So, like what Ray is doing has actually happened. Which, when I watch this, I find hilarious, just as a long-term Star Wars fan. And I like how this is probably the only medium at this point in our timeline where this is acceptable to do time travel in Star Wars. Like, I feel like if they try to do that in the movies or something, then you're going to get a little too Marvel-y, a little too Star Trek-y, and people are going to be like, no, no, no. World Between Worlds sort of gets away with it because 
Ahsoka pretty nicely establishes what the rules are yeah to it but also like it's been used once and then never was brought up again never brought up again right which i'm kind of ha- except in shitty youtube videos that is the i didn't, only time I, didn't brought up again. I didn't necessarily mind it in that way because i think it was handled in a way that wasn't like so gimmicky like look we can use this all the time and we can go back and change this thing that happened or whatever it was like no it's just makes it so that ahsoka just doesn't die basically <laughs> this like, is how we saved ahsoka right basically just explain the way the character being alive forever <laughs> and then i was actually watching it i was watching it with my boyfriend we just finished rebels and the minute that ezra pulled out uh ahsoka my boyfriend literally turns to me and goes okay great now fucking do canaan <laughs> right go do canaan right now like, what are you standing around for? You can pull people out. Go and get Kanan immediately. Right. Uh, because he was very upset that Kanan died. Mm. Uh, spoilers for Rebels, I guess. And <laughs> right, I guess. Then Ezra was like, oh, well, I can save Kanan. And my boyfriend on the couch was like, yes, go do that now. Yes. So that was my fun Legends fact for the day. Um, I like it. Uh, also, uh, Jason Solo flow walked back to the raid on the Jedi Temple, and he flow walked in the middle of two Jedi High Council meetings, which is really funny to me because, like, the way it sort of works is they're kind of aware that you're there. So I'm imagining the Jedi Council being like, kind of how Ray was, where it's like, "Wait, who are you? Why are you here?" Yeah, and now I'm thinking about it too. So theoretically, though, they could have made a hilarious Hitler joke here because they could have been like. If you go back in time and you kill baby Palpatine, kill baby Palpatine, kill baby Palpatine. It's like that whole scene from Avengers Endgame where it's like, what if we go back in time with baby Thanos and we just, yeah, just do that with Palpatine. Right. This whole bonus episode was basically an excuse for me to explain to Bradley what flow walking is and for exactly. me to watch the expression on his face. 100%. Not, it was not about Life Day. It was not about the it joys of Life Day. It was, it was about... about me cornering my co-host on a Zoom call so I can explain to him in detail some time travel bullshit. I thought was fucking awesome when I was 16 and now at 31 I'm like what the fuck was this (laughs) Bradley do you have any final thoughts on the Lego Star Wars holiday special you know what I I don't I think there was one thing I did notice at the end Um, I think it was the disco ball at the end uh, was uh, I think it looks a lot like BB9E so I don't know if there's something there but Oh yeah, they hung up. They hung up the uh, the first order BB unit. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, that's all. That's my final thought. I liked it. It was cute. Um, and uh, yeah, my final thought is it's well worth rewatching, even if you've already seen it. Uh, it's like terrifying tales. It's super funny. Um, it's full of tons of sight gags. Uh, the actors are bringing their A game. The lightsaber duels are actually really quite badass. Uh, And Grogu is in it, and this is important. Yeah. So, as we mentioned on our our Pink Milk episode, uh, there was no episode on Monday when this airs. 
uh, because we took that off uh, because I guess some holidays are happening. Mm -hmm. But we will be back uh, this Monday with our Book of Boba Fett episode zero. And that is going to launch us into our Book of Boba coverage. I'm so excited. I am. I have lined up. I've just a ton of guests, just a ton of guests for it, which is super exciting. Super. We've got some really, we've got some people that are returning. We've got some people that are new guests. So I personally am very excited to dive into the hell year that 2022 is going to be for us. Oh my goodness. It's like a never ending roller coaster of content. So who knows? Yes. Something to distract me from the crushing misery of mortality. Happy holidays, everybody! (laughs) Happy Life Day! Thank you for listening to Gold Squadron Gaze. Did we forget something? Email us at goldsquadrongaze at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at goldsquadgaze. And you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at goldsquadrongaze. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Gold Squadron Gaze, where we post this podcast as well as exclusive video content. Please join us next week and every week for another episode of Gold Squadron Gaze. We just need to redo that whole intro. I don't know what <laughs> happened there. I was going to go off on a tangent. We just needed to not. Okay. Let's not go there right now. <laughs>